When you start reading this book, the Bible, I don't think, I don't think it takes too long before you start coming up against an extraordinary claim. The claim goes like this. If you see what Jesus is like, if you get his character and his heart, you're actually seeing exactly what God is like too. A verse in the Bible, Hebrews verse one, Hebrews chapter one, verse three puts it this way. The Son, Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his nature. And Jesus said to his own disciples, anyone who has seen the Father, anyone who has seen me, sorry, has seen the Father. If you see what Jesus is like, you're actually seeing exactly what God is like too. And it's this amazing claim, which is the heart of a four-week series we're in at the moment, looking at encounters Jesus had with people recorded in this book. So as we look at each encounter, we're trying to understand, what is Jesus like here? And it's a valuable question to ask, because it not only shows us what God is like, but it also shows us what God's kingdom is like, and if we're followers of Jesus, what we should be like too. Now I realize that some of you might be joining online or or here in the room with lots of doubts in your mind about who God is. Maybe you're not even sure he's real, or if he is, what kind of relationship you'd like to have with him. Perhaps the image of God that you have is not at all a positive one. Whether you are in all of that, as much as you can today, I'd encourage you to listen in with this thought in mind. What we see of Jesus in this encounter is a window into how God thinks and feels about you right now today. So if you've got a Bible handy, the passage we're looking at is Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 1 to 4, and the words should come up on the screen as well. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself racing through passages like this. And so let's stop right now and pause for a moment to imagine the scene. Whether you're watching online or here in the room, maybe close your eyes for this bit if that's going to help you. Or maybe look at this picture on the screen taken around the location where this encounter probably took place. So you're no longer in a nicely air-conditioned room in Lenton's finest industrial park. You're in the hot sunshine somewhere near the Sea of Galilee 2,000 years ago. It's 30 degrees outside, and you've just had falafel for lunch. You're part of a large crowd following Jesus, this Jewish rabbi from Nazareth. You just sat for an hour listening to him teach the most incredible things about God and his kingdom. And as you make your way down the hillside, there's a buzz in the air Everyone is jostling for position to be near Jesus. Suddenly, a change in the atmosphere and muttering in the crowd as a new figure appears. You catch a glimpse of painful sores 
all over his hands and his face, revealing that he's suffering with leprosy. You shudder to think what his life must be like, because you're familiar with the Jewish ceremonial laws that give detailed instructions how this man would have to live alone, cut off from community to protect others. You know how he's required to warn people of his very presence, shouting, unclean, unclean, wherever he goes. You know that because there's no cure for leprosy, his isolation is permanent. And instinctively, you step back from the man to keep a safe distance. But Jesus allows him to get closer and closer until he's right in front of him. He's kneeling at his feet. The crowd is silent now, and you hear him ask the man, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus responds without hesitation. It's like he knows exactly what to do, but you still can't believe it as you see his hand placed on the man's shoulder. I am willing, Jesus says firmly but gently, be cleansed. The crowd gasp, and you watch in amazement as the sores fade away and disappear. The man's skin is restored, as good as new. Some words Jesus said earlier on the hillside flash across your mind. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And back in the room, I wonder how you guys felt imagining that scene with me. What was Jesus like for you in this encounter? What words would you use to describe him? I asked a bunch of friends this question, and it was amazing to hear the, the sheer range of things that came up. One person said it was Jesus' power that struck them. For another, it was Jesus' intimacy. Another was amazed how Jesus seemed to always just have time for the one. There are so many things we could draw out of this encounter, aren't there? But there's just one thing I want to focus on today, and that's Jesus' compassion. Jesus was willing to touch this man when no one else would. But why? Where did Jesus' willingness come from? In Mark's gospel, there's another telling of this same encounter. But in this case, when the man asks Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean, there's an extra detail that Mark adds, explaining Jesus was filled with compassion and he reached out his hand and touched the man. Your version might even say, Jesus was indignant instead of filled with compassion. And that's because Bible scholars are trying, to hard, trying hard to translate this original Greek word. Here it is on the screen. Any ideas on the pronunciation? Your guess is as good as mine, but let's, if you're up for it, have a go together. Okay, I'm going to go for this. Splangnitsomahi. Maybe say it to the person next to you. Splangnitsomahi. Apparently, the word li literally means like a deep yearning or movement of your inner parts. It kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? It's kind of visceral. It's, it's full of emotion. It comes from your guts. So when the man asks, Jesus, are you willing? It's like everything in Jesus' inner being shouts back, I am willing. Of course I'm willing. Now, me and my wife, Lizzie, we've got a little boy called Samuel who's about two now. And the other morning, I went to, to get Samuel up. 
And as I opened his door, I heard his little voice saying, Daddy, Daddy, mud on bed. Mud on bed. And the air quality in the room told me this was probably not mud, but something far worse. And as I opened the curtain, I could see the mud was pretty widespread. It's on the sheets, on the bed, all over Samuel. So I thought to myself, right, come on, Ben. You need to roll your sleeves up here and get involved in this. So I went and woke Lizzie up. <laughs> no, not really. I did not do that. That is a joke. I did actually get involved straight away, but thankfully Lizzie must have heard something because she came to my rescue too. And it was a good job because really it needed both of us to get Samuel hosed down, sorted out, and ready for the day ahead. And what kind of parent would come to that situation and say, hey Samuel, I can see you've got some mud issues here, but I've got my own stuff going on this morning. I'm going to go and grab a coffee, watch some of the Olympics, and then maybe I'll check in with you about, about lunchtime. Is that okay? It's unthinkable, isn't it? And when I heard Samuel's little voice, of course I was willing to do something. Immediately, indignantly. I was full of compassion for him. You could even say that my inner parts were moved, although there might have been other reasons for that. <laughs> But honestly, I couldn't even really see the mud. I just saw my little boy needing help. Of course I was willing. Compassion gives a different perspective, doesn't it? With eyes of love, it says, I'm willing. The man with leprosy would have been so identified with his condition. Physically, it would have covered him. Emotionally, it must have been crushing for him. Socially, it, it separated him. And even spiritually, it labeled him unclean, unclean. But where others only saw the leprosy and kept away, Jesus saw great value and worth. He reached out his hand and touched. Jesus' compassion gives a different perspective. With eyes of love, he says, I'm willing. Jesus is compassionate. It's just what he's like. He was full of compassion for this man with leprosy, and he's just the same today. And I want to invite us to consider what that means for us in three ways. Firstly, Jesus is compassionate for you. Wherever you're at right now, whatever situation you're dealing with, Jesus is full of compassion for you. Maybe you find yourself relating to this man with leprosy in the way he was so isolated. COVID has just brought this crazy level of disconnect, hasn't it? We've been locked down, we've been pinged, we've had to self-isolate. We haven't even hugged or touched people for months at a time. And even though restrictions are now easing, maybe you're only begin beginning to process how disconnected you feel from, from friends or family or even community here. If that's you today, Jesus is full of compassion for you. Or maybe you're struggling with a health condition that you feel like is, is shaping everything at the moment, just like the man with leprosy. Maybe it's something physical or perhaps it's in the area of your mental health, which for many of us has been a struggle in these last 18 months in new ways. Jesus is full of compassion for you. Maybe in a spiritual sense, you're feeling distant from God. Maybe there's something you've done or you're struggling with that's causing you to feel shame. 
Maybe you've got that niggling sense. You don't deserve to be in God's presence. If you're feeling that, Jesus is full of compassion for you. It's just what he's like. The man with leprosy, he just came, didn't he, and knelt before Jesus. And it's as we do the same, as we just come to Jesus as we are, with our questions, our brokenness, with all of our stuff, his hand is full of compassion. His eyes are full of compassion for us too. Secondly, Jesus is compassionate through you. St. Augustine, one of the early church fathers, wrote this. What does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has the eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and the sorrows of men. We're the body of Christ now. We're his hands and his feet, called to extend his compassion to our city and to each other. And it's in our language, isn't it, when we say things like, come as you are, or this is a place where it's okay to not be okay. But it's in our actions too. It's through everything that goes on at Trent Compassion Ministries. It's through the countless acts of love and care represented here in this room and you guys online that have happened through the pandemic. It's through the prayers we share for one another in ministry time after the service and so many more things. I remember being on the soup run um, out with the guys as we served hot drinks and sandwiches to the homeless and um, this big guy just came straight up to me. He was kind of encroaching on my personal space and I could tell we'd had a few drinks and he said, mate, are you part of this? And I nervously replied, uh, yes. And he immediately grabbed my hand and he pressed into my hand a wadge of banknotes. And he said, I'm, an, I'm in the army. I'm off duty. I'm an officer in the army. I've been watching your team for 20 minutes. I've just been so moved by what you've been doing. I can't take my eyes off it. Never stop what you're doing. It's so worth it. And let's never stop allowing Jesus' compassion to flow through us to our city that so desperately needs it. But as well as all the stuff at church, what does it look like for, for you and for me to show compassion to the people in our, in our lives? I was so inspired by one couple from here who recently left just 30 bunches of flowers in just random locations all over the city. And they each had a little note with God's love, um, saying about God's love and, and their contact details. And they got a message back from one lady who said, thank you for the lovely roses. I found them at Nottingham Castle. They brought a smile to me after a rather rubbish morning. What does it look like perhaps for you this week? Maybe it's a kind word or a gift for someone. Maybe it's a phone call or a message to a friend who perhaps hasn't made it back here yet. Maybe it's offering to pray for, for a stranger who you think looks sad. Let's make ourselves available for Jesus' compassion to just flow through us this week. And thirdly and finally, Jesus' compassion is forever. The passage we read today is an example of Jesus' com compassion that's multiplied through so many of encounters in the Bible. But it's when we look at the cross that we see Jesus' compassion shining at its brightest. We see a compassion that's unfailing and forever. And the Jesus Storybook Bible for Children has this beautiful description of the cross that goes like this. You say you've come to rescue us, people shouted at Jesus on the cross, but you can't even rescue yourself. 
they were wrong. Jesus could have rescued himself, but Jesus stayed. You see, they didn't understand. It wasn't nails that kept Jesus there. It was love. It wasn't nails that kept Jesus there. It was love. And the full extent of Jesus' compassion was shown on the cross. But how does this relate to the encounter we read about with the man with leprosy? Theologian Michael Green is not alone in reflecting on leprosy in this way. Never has there been a condition that so illustrated the spiritual condition of humankind. For sin is a terrible disease that separates us from our fellows and from God. And it's in this spiritual sense, I suppose that all of us and all of humanity can be seen bound up with this one man with leprosy coming to Jesus and asking, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Because we all need that cleansing, don't we? For the times we've made a mess in what we've said or done. Lord, are you willing to cleanse us? Lord, are you willing to cleanse me? I am willing, Jesus says. Of course I'm willing. And it's ultimately at the cross that we see that question answered decisively and answered forever. Just as Jesus was willing to reach out his hand and cleanse this man, so he's willing to stretch out his hands on the cross for you and for me, to wash us clean, to make us holy and blameless in his sight. So whatever we've said or we've done that's causing us to feel disconnected from God, perhaps guilty or even unclean, let's look back at the cross where we see Jesus' compassion forever displayed and we can hear him say, I am willing, be clean. For some of you to, today perhaps is an opportunity for the first time for you to do that, for you to come and open your heart to Jesus. And if that's you, we'd love to pray for you. For others of us, perhaps we, just, perhaps we, we know we just need to come back to that place again. And if that's you, again, we'd love to pray for you. So we've seen that Jesus is compassionate. He's compassionate for you, he's compassionate through you, and his compassion is forever. It's just what he's like. And as we come to close, I want to share a story of my friend who immediately could relate to this experience of the man with leprosy that met Jesus. He said that he was in a really dark place in life. He was feeling isolated and so alone. And one day he was walking through town and he heard a street preacher and he stopped to listen. And after a while, the street preacher came over to him and he asked, mate, if you were gonna die tomorrow, what would happen to you? And my friend said he felt so dirty inside, he felt so lost that he just said, I'd probably go to hell. And the preacher said, you don't need to go to hell. You need to speak to Jesus. He'll cleanse you. He'll bring forgiveness for your life. A few weeks later, my friend was at home and he was just weeping when he suddenly remembered what the preacher had said. And so he cried out to Jesus. And immediately he said, Jesus' presence just filled the room where he was. He found his heart was glowing with heat, like it was on fire, but being healed. He'd never experienced anything like it before and he immediately just gave his life to Jesus in that moment. And he's been on a journey with him ever since. Just as with my friend, just as with this man with leprosy, I believe Jesus says to you and to me today, I am willing, I'm full of compassion. It's just what I'm like.